error occurred on Facebook. We'll try that again, but we'll just go with it. Okay. Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today I'm joined by Amy Dingman from A Farmish Kind of Life, and we will be serving up some hard-hitting truths with a spoonful of sugar to help it go down. That's what I do. (laughs) We're talking about the balance is such a thing between being smart and being brave. Now, Amy, a lot of people that I'm connected with know who you are, but maybe a lot of my listeners don't know who Amy Dingman is. So why don't you give us a little introduction to who is Amy? Who is Amy? Uh, Amy is a podcaster and an author and a YouTuber. And I have the website, afarmishkindoflife.com, where I talk about homesteading and lifestyle design and all of that. I live in central Minnesota on five acres on a little farm with my family. We have chickens and ducks and pigs and all the good things. So living life out here and doing all the things. Wow. The, is that is that all you do? Only a podcast and a YouTube channel and the okay. <laughs> that <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> uh, so, I try to keep busy. <laughs> what is we're we're talking about balance between being brave and being smart. And I don't know, some people say like you shouldn't Balance in life is way overrated. If you're going to go in on something, don't be balanced in the thing. Go all in on the thing. Like, just do it. So to you, what do you mean by balance? When when we're talking about being smart and being brave, like how, where is, what is balance to you? And then we'll dive into the smart and brave stuff. I think part of it is just understanding that when you jump into something new, when you're going to take something new on, whether that is starting a business, starting a podcast, moving across the country, uh, deciding to homeschool your kids, wanting to go back to school, wanting to go back into the workforce, whatever it is, I think balance in this sense means understanding that we have to be brave to do those things, but we also have to be smart. And I think sometimes we're more brave and sometimes we're more smart, but mm-hmm. we have to understand that both are part of that equation. So, yeah. Yeah. What they, I can definitely see how starting something new, you want to walk a fine line to make sure you get things done right. I think too many times some people will go just jump in without thinking anything's through. And the other time... Or the other people are going to go and just think things through and think things through. And they're like the, their aim, <laughs> aim, aim will never get things done. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of where you're going with the brave versus smart thing? And how would you define, you know, a deeper explanation of being brave at something being smart? Well, I think it depends. Uh, you know, if you, if you are looking at something, let's say you're on a trajectory with your life, you're doing the thing. And when doing the thing there, there is something that you decide you want to do differently, right? And you're going to veer off of what that trajectory is. I think it's it's understanding, like you said, there are some people who will think and think and think and think and think and they want to be smart and they want to, you know, we call it an analysis paralysis, you know, like mm-hmm. you're just because you want to make the right decision and you don't want to screw up and you don't want to make a big mistake. mistake. Oh my gosh, Mist- can't talk. Mistake. <laughs> Thank you. More coffee. You haven't been seeing snakes lately, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No. The, I don't even know if the snakes are out here yet in Minnesota. Oh my gosh. We okay. just, so I was know, wondering like where that, <laughs> where that popped in at. Miss no, <laughs> I feel like we just got done with winter here and, you know, immediately went into summer. But right. Um, and then there are the people who you will say, you will hear them say, just do it. Just do it. You know, like they're like standing on the cliff looking at the thing that they want to do. And it's like, just do it. Like you feel like you're just coming up and giving a big shove, you know, but if you don't 
if you're if you're super brave and you don't plan anything, that can be a disaster, right? And if you're super smart but you're never brave and you never take that step, that also can be a disaster. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah. it's hard. It, it's kind of funny you say it, bring out the just do it thing. Um, <laughs> my dad, years ago, he had a guy working for him and the guy called him Nike because he always told him, just do it. <laughs> this The guy that worked for him was somebody who would take four hours to think something through when the thing would take him 30 minutes to do it if he would just do it. <laughs> but he's trying to find an easier way. Yes. And yes. dad's like, just do it. Now, yeah. sometimes yeah. that can come back to bite my dad because he decides I want sheep. So he goes and buys all the sheep and pretty soon he has no pasture left because he bought all the sheep. And then he's like, the I hate sheep. <laughs> so he sold the sheep. <laughs> so I can see exactly where you're going with that balance there between the, the smart and the, the brave or the, or the just jumping in with both feet without mm-hmm. thinking it through. Mm-hmm. I'm probably on the side of, I tend to think things through too much. Mm-hmm. Where I know on your podcast we had a conversation about uh, kind of the personality thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where where do you fall in on the the smart versus brave, and how do you how do you try to balance the other side of that with yourself? It's interesting because I would say that I have always been. I want to think it through. I want to do the plan. That's probably because you and I have similar personalities. So I totally mm-hmm. get where you're going with that. And as I've gotten older. I need to be more brave. I need to be willing to take that step and go, okay, let's let's just do it. Even though I think maybe saying to someone like you and I, just do it, that's not inspiring. That's actually <laughs> overwhelming and a little bit like, yeah. what? come on now, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's interesting because I, I would say sometimes... And I don't know if your wife is like this. I would say that my husband and I, I'm very, very smart. You know, I want to plan it out, you know, and he's just like, come on, just, you know, he kind of is like, come on, if you want to do that, okay, do it. You know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to overthink this or overanalyze it. Just <laughs> come on. So I, I think it's good to to have people in your life who can balance that. I, I think that that's helpful yeah. in balancing the brave and the smart. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how when you look at married couples, they often are the the polar opposites. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little story here. This might have been about two years ago by now. We we got this uh, great big blue. Uh, I don't know. Call it a mini mini pond. It's like twelve feet across and about three feet deep, and it's just sitting out there next to my wife's garden. And one day she's like. I really want to put this thing in and have a pond in my garden. (laughs) And so I said, okay, well, let's go do that. Let's grab our little backhoe and we'll go start digging. And I I think I took one scoop out and I'm like, I don't know if this is the best place to put this thing. (laughs) I said, let's think this thing through. I don't want to make a mistake and have this be hard to take up when we want to move it. Right. So I tried to put the dirt back in the hole. I think there's still a hole there. (laughs) and put the put the backhoe away and we still have not done anything with the pond <laughs> apparently we're still thinking it through and she still holds that against me i'm sure but it's yeah it's yeah kind of interesting <laughs> when you look at couples how they how they are the opposite oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably by design and that's okay it is it is <laughs> i like to look at it as a um well see I'm big on the on the disc model of human behavior. It's it's a coaching mm-hmm. thing, but they call it a model because 
when all the parts fit together, it creates a complete model the way mm-hmm. they, the way they put it together. And so when you have couples that are the opposite, then it makes a, a whole, it makes a complete right. thing. And so it's, yeah. it's really interesting how that is. Makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what would, what would you say is wrong with the advice of, of just doing it? I mean, it's, it seems to be good advice, especially to the person who never does it. <laughs> what, where can you go wrong with that? Um, you know, I think it's inspiring to some people. I think some people just need that push, you know, like, okay, like they, it's almost like they need permission. Like, okay, I can do this. I think mm. some people are waiting for that permission. I have this idea. I have this thing that I want to do. I just need someone to say, it's okay. I'll co- okay, go do it, you know? But I think for other people, it's just, it's overwhelming and it, it's it's not helpful. I think if I'm in a situation where I'm trying to think of something, you know, like this path I want to go down, instead of someone telling me, just do it, I want to have a conversation before that that's helping me work out the details and think through all the options. And so that that's kind of how I go into it. Um, but it it's it's good to have people in your life who who will give you that little maybe not shove you right off the mm. the edge of you know but maybe just push you a little bit on your shoulder like come on you can do this you know you have permission i i have faith in you i have you know sometimes that's what just do it is it's i believe in you i have faith in you you can do this um you know and and sometimes it's it's good to think about it from that perspective probably it's it's not always people trying to shove you off the cliff and just do it. Just, yeah, everything will be great. It's, it's them saying you can do this. You know, I, I believe that you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned a couple of times, um, the analogy of being shoved off a cliff to just do it. Do you have a little story like that keeps coming up for you? Is there something specific that comes to mind when you think of that? I don't know. I did, you know, I've, there's been so many different things that, you know, that I, I've, I've veered off the path from, you know, in my life, deciding we're going to move from town, we're going to buy a farm, we're going to live in the country. You know, that was a complete 180 from what we were doing, Um, deciding we were going to homeschool our kids. You know, that was a complete 180 from what what the plan was. And so I I guess, I don't know, I get to the plan. I know (laughs) (laughs) the plan. Um, But I, I don't know, I think part of part of being brave. I mean, if you want to separate, like separate out, you know, being brave and being smart. I think some of the things that I think of when being brave is when you have the idea, when you have the thing you want to do, you have to own that idea and you have to take the first step. Mm. And un- you have to know where that, and the reason that I think about like you're getting pushed off a cliff is I've just always felt when I come to those times in my life, you're, you're kind of standing at the edge and and you have a decision to make. You either go backwards to what you were doing or you have to jump or you have to get across, you know, if you're talking about, you know, like some ravine or anything, um, you actually have to jump. And that can be scary, but you have to do it because nothing changes until you do it. Right. And, and just understanding that, you know, you can take forever to make that decision, but nothing's going to happen until you make that decision. And I think the amount of bravery that that takes uh, relates to how far off the path you are veering. You know, if you're just going a little bit, you're like, okay, I can do this. If you're, yeah, yeah. I'm going to move across the country away from my family. <laughs> and like, it, that's a totally different thing. So yeah, definitely want to yeah. think that one through. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and talking about standing at the edge of a cliff, you know, everybody's going to have a, a different reaction to that. Yeah. Um, one person is going to stand there and think when he jumps, this is going to be the greatest feeling ever. That's true. And the next person 
is thinking he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's interesting. I, I heard an analogy given recently of a couple of people who were about to go up on, uh, go up on stage to give a speech. Mm-hmm. And the, the one person was asked, how do you feel when you go up there? They said, well, I, I get jitters. My, I get butterflies in my stomach and I start to shake. It's like, I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> and the other person, when they were asked how they feel, they're like, well, I get jitters. My, I get butterflies in my stomach and I start to shake. And that's how I know it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so it's just a little bit of shift in perspective. Yeah. yeah, You have all the same feelings, but it's it's the the perspective or, or what you're looking to get yeah. out of it, I think, or how you, yeah. what you believe about the situation. I don't know if that made sense or not. <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. You're right. And, and that anybody in any situation, you put two people in the same situation and they're going to react completely differently. And that has so much to do with where you're coming from and who you are and the situation you're in. And yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, call out a couple comments in the chat. Aaron from Two Chicks Homestead said, finding the balance in helping someone and feeling like you're minimizing their worry is hard. Uh, Margo said, it's very hard to get someone who's scared to jump to just be brave. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. When when you're the half of the couple who mm-hmm. likes to be brave, I can imagine yeah. how difficult that is when you just can't get the person to budge. I'm right. the ones that won't budge half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, Letty said it's so damn tough to help people through the analysis paralysis phase. It, it's mm. hard to get yourself through yeah. it too sometimes. That is true. And then public speaking, so difficult. But sometimes you just have to get through the uncomfortable feeling and do it. Mm-hmm. I read something the other day. I forget who it was that said uh, most, people's, most people say they would rather die than uh, speak in public, which means that they would rather be in the casket rather than giving the eulogy. Oh, <laughs> when you look at it a... that way, it's like, well, maybe not. <laughs> I think oh. I'll give the eulogy. <laughs> I think I'll give the eulogy. <laughs> yep. So what are some tips for somebody who struggles with being brave? Do you have, do you have any uh, little secret that you can give for somebody to just go do it and jump off the cliff? I, I think you just might fly. Yeah, I think most of the tips that I have are, are are really just realizations that you have to like keep up here. Um, I, I would say one of the things is it's okay to make a mistake. And I know you just talked about this in your last episode, like mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. Like mm-hmm. when you are starting something new, why is it that we assume that we're going to do it perfectly? Why is it that we assume that we have any idea what we're doing? Like that is so strange that humans do that. And I think that you know, when we moved to the farm, we we had, my husband didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow up on a farm. We learned everything as we went. YouTube University was our friend, right? Mm, But I I think it was so cool that my kids grew up with that. They grew up with parents who openly admitted, we have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) I don't know how to butcher a chicken. I don't know how, I don't know how to do this. I have to look it up. I have to learn. And oh, look, I cut the wrong place. And now we have a huge mess. Like, my kids grew up with understanding that was normal. Like mom and dad didn't know everything, right? Because how many of us know everything? Mm-hmm. You know, adults like to act like they know everything. <laughs> so my kids grew up seeing those mistakes and seeing how it was that we dealt with that. And I, that's good for kids to grow up with. But I, I, wish, I wish that was more common for adults, you know, to like yep. that's just normal because we all, we all make mistakes. That's part of growing and that's part of progressing. So I... I wish that that was just more common for people to talk about because it would help us be brave, right? Yeah, it would. And I think it would, like you said, benefit the next generation a lot too. If 
adults would admit they just don't know what the heck they're doing sometimes. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right. like your process of learning that and openly admitting that to your kids, this is kind of a rabbit trail here, but your process of that taught your kids how to learn, taught them that it's okay to not yeah. know everything, but it's not okay to realize you don't know it and you need to know it <laughs> and have the have the ability to go learn it, but just sit there on your hands mm-hmm. when you could easily go learn it. YouTube I, University. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm a full 100% believer that if you're ignorant about something with that you want to know about in today's world, yeah. it's a choice that you're making. I agree. That's, if, I if you that. don't know it, it's as simple as pushing a button on your phone and saying, hey, Google, how, whatever. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you'll have a thousand articles about it. It's, yes. it's that easy. So a little bit of a rabbit yes. trail there. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, I think another thing is kind of going on the mistake thing. I think being brave to not shut down at the thought that somebody is going to say, I told you so, if it doesn't mm-hmm. work out. Or if you try something and it's not what you thought it was going to be, or if you try something and you have to pivot, there are going to be people in your life that say, told you that wasn't going to work. Told you so. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know why that phrase is so crushing to people. (laughs) I mean, it is, you know, like, oh, you don't want to be told that you don't want people to like know more than you or whatever, but um, we can't, we can't be afraid of that. Yeah. It's why is it that so often we're so afraid of what people think and even people that we don't necessarily even like. Right. Like, right. why do I care what right. you think? <laughs> or people yeah. who have absolutely no bearing on our life. Right. You know, like, yeah. why do I care? Yes. I don't know. Stupid human <laughs> tricks. That's what it is. I don't know. I, I'm trying to develop the, uh, the, the mindset that to allow people's criticism, you know, they mm-hmm. can say what they want to say yeah. and just accept it at face value or whatever. But if they have nothing constructive to go along with it, right. then just forget they ever said anything. Like it, it, it means right. nothing. Right. That's hard to do. It's a lot easier said than done. But if if you're going to criticize somebody, you also need to give some suggestions or be yeah. willing to help talk them through whatever it is they're trying right. to do. And that's a good point because I think there's so many people that – I mean, especially if you work online, everybody's got comments, right? Everybody's got comments about what you're doing, but (laughs) so many of those people, like the reason they're commenting is because they're not doing anything in their own life, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're sitting on the couch and, or they're sitting at their desk or scrolling on their phone, being the keyboard warrior. They're they're not doing anything. It, it's almost like it's a jealousy thing. Like I I can't get off my butt and do what you're doing. So I'm going to attack what you're doing. And you know, you know what I'm saying? That's almost uh, exactly. what I feel sometimes. It, um, I read somewhere recently that you'll never be criticized by people who are doing more than you. Yes. So it's yeah. only the people who, who aren't or won't do what you're doing. Yeah. Those are the most apt to criticize somebody who has done the thing or is doing the thing or is even farther along than you. Yeah. They might, they might have a few, maybe a few criticisms if you want to call it that, but they'll always be constructive with it mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's pretty awesome. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Margo in the comments said one of her favorite things to say is, but did you die? <laughs> and <laughs> that, that is, that's the only failure is if you died because, yeah. well, no. Okay. I'll take that back. That is failure. Yes. Is <laughs> if you died in the process, but the <laughs> failure is if you don't learn from the process. Right. So, right. You do a thing, it doesn't work. That's simply feedback on what's not working. So right. just try a different thing or understand that's not the right thing. Mm-hmm. You haven't failed. Right, right. So, I don't know. All yes. right, so we talked about being brave. <laughs> Let's go to the being smart side. What 
to somebody who is that just jump off the cliff type of person and and realize you that the the, the parachute was a knapsack instead of a parachute <laughs> what about those people how do they learn how to think things through a little better and and be a little bit more smart about something mm, it oh man i i think something that helps is and this probably helps for everybody but i think it's really important to broaden your community and not just hang out with people who are doing all the things that you're doing. I think the more broad and varied your community is, the, the more examples you're going to have of how people deal with things and how they approach life. And I think that that can be super helpful. I mean, if I only hung out with homesteaders who live in Minnesota, who <laughs> uh, like to get up really early in the morning and have chickens, pigs, and ducks, you know, my world would be very, very small, right? So I, I think sometimes it's, it's just branching out and you're, you're going to meet people who are the brave people and you're going to meet people who are smart and you're going to see how they handle life and, you know, learn by example, I guess. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it, it seems like um, some of the more brave people, they, they don't necessarily learn by example really easy. They might see people doing cool stuff. Mm. But then they're like, ooh, I want to do that too. And they just go jump in without doing any of the research or looking into any of the things. They just think it would be cool. So they go jump in both feet. <laughs> so, this is true. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good when you have that balance. Somebody there to balance you out and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not Hold buy up. a motorcycle yeah. just yet. <laughs> Are you attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Actually, I'm just in the process of selling mine, which is kind of sad. Oh, but Yeah, it's. My oh, wife yeah. has some back issues and it, mm. it she can't ride with me, yeah, or at yeah. least not very far. And so yeah. I have this bike that's sitting there hardly being used and <sighs> somebody that wants it. So it's time for the bike to go, I guess. It's time. We have other ways we can spend time together. <laughs> oh, darn it. Anyway. I know. I know. I, I think that does bring up a good point you said about, you know, people who are brave, they just kind of jump in and, you know, maybe the parachute doesn't open because, you know, um, <laughs> I think this kind of sort of relates to another way to be smart that, that I think is on the smart side of the things is to remember to be teachable mm. because I feel like sometimes people just plow forward with ego, you know, like I'm, I've figured out what I want to do and I'm plowing ahead and I'm not taking into consideration anything that anybody is saying. Um, I'm just doing the thing and doing the thing, doing the thing. And I think, you know, we can learn from people who are younger, who are older, who are new to the thing that we are doing, who have been doing the thing we're doing forever. I can't tell you the, the things, you know, if you take podcasting, for example, there are people who are very new to podcasting, who understand things about podcasting that I don't mm -hmm. because I started doing it how long ago and I do it the way that I do it. Yep. And the people who are new figure out, no, wait a second, you can do it this way and it's so much easier. So I think there are lots of examples in life about things like that when, you know, we shouldn't just assume people who are new or who are younger <laughs> don't understand what's going on because sometimes they have they have things they can teach us too. So yeah. I think being teachable is is part of being smart. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And I think um, along with you, you saying that people, there are people that know things that you don't know, some of that comes in through the learning process. Like I pretty well grew up on a farm. I mean, we've always had chickens and quail and rabbits and all kinds of animals growing up. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have to go through that learning process to mm -hmm. actually specifically go seek out certain knowledge. Mm -hmm. So like 
you made the conscious choice to go start a homestead and learn all the things. I learned tons of stuff from you about farming and homesteading. And (laughs) (laughs) I even have a chat with you about pigs. (laughs) Oh, geez. We're just getting back into pigs. I haven't had pigs since I was a little kid. So it's it's always been, the animals have always been there, but I haven't really had to go seek out the knowledge. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I think of Tim Cook, who's Mm -hmm. also in our community. Mm -hmm. He he started a couple of years ago, created his handyman business. Mm-hmm. He had to go learn all the thing and he developed a YouTube channel teaching other people what he was learning. Not to, not to belittle what he's done. It's he's built an amazing community there. Yeah. But I probably know 10 times what he does about construction, but because I've been in it my whole life. I don't right. know what other people don't know. I don't right. know how right. to put out there what people are seeking. So yep. I don't have the same insights that he does right. to create something. So yeah. another little rabbit trail there, but it was, I find that interesting. Yeah, <laughs> how, that's a good point. Uh, when when you go seek something out, it, it gives you more insights into how to teach them. Mm-hmm. So really yeah. interesting there. Yeah. We've talked about kind of the the being brave versus being smart. We've pitted them as opposites, but are they really that opposite? And is one more important than the other? Or what what would you say there? I don't, unless you think of it as a coin and brave is one side and, you know, smart is the other side, I, I would say then, you know, maybe they're opposite, but you need them both. You need the coin, right? You, right. You need, exactly. <laughs> you need the coin to be able to to do what you're trying to do. So um, I think you need both. I think what you gravitate towards is going to depend on the situation. It's going to depend who you are. Um, yeah, I, I think you definitely need both. I, I It would be hard to live in a world and do things if everybody was just brave and never smart. And I think if everybody was just smart all the time, we'd never get anything done, right? We'd all be stuck on the edge of that cliff going, well, I'm going to overthink this 10 more times, you know, and and nothing would ever happen. Nobody would ever jump. Let me calculate my trajectory one more time. Oh, no, the wind changed. I have to calculate again. Start over. Yes, exactly. Well, Amy, any anything else that you would add to the conversation or say to somebody who is trying to find that balance between just doing the thing and overthinking? I think, Where should somebody start? I think uh, it's kind of like Margot said, I guess, but did you die? You know, right? <laughs> uh, I think another another question, I guess, that it, it, it boils down to is what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. And I think the you answer to that is, well, you could, <laughs> you could, I suppose. Um, but it, it's really a question that makes you look at the brave side and the smart side, because depending on the situation, it is the worst that's going to happen. You're going to die. Well, yeah, then let's, let's talk about that. Let's maybe mm-hmm. slow down a little bit, but right. is the worst thing that's going to happen is someone points and laughs at you. That's completely, you know, that's different. So yeah. I, I think what's the worst that could happen is a really good question to to ask yourself. Yeah. Well, there you go. I like that. I need yeah. to, I probably need to ask myself that more often. What's the worst that can happen? And then, and then just go do it <laughs> instead of going too. back to the drawing board for the 27th time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, Amy, this has been a really good conversation and a lot of fun. Where can someone go to find out more about you, to find your content, all your blogs, your podcasts, your YouTube videos, and your books? And is that all the things? I, I have a snail mail newsletter also. And I guess I forgot to say that. That's newsletter. right. A monthly yes. I just got my like two, two days ago. Woohoo. 
awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, you can go to a farmishkindoflife.com and you'll find all the things you need to know about what I'm up to. Oh man, I was laughing. I said, is that goat <laughs> laughing? <laughs> I heard that. I was like, that was perfect timing. <laughs> I have goats. They're like 12 feet away out there. That's and anytime funny. they see either me or my wife, they think they have to beg for food. They give Obviously. the hideous little bleats. <laughs> uh, this has been a lot of fun, Amy. Um, well, I'll drop those links in the show notes and All right. hopefully we'll do this again. Thank you, sir. All right. Y'all have a great day. 